can we even remember what it was like to do marketing without ChatGPT? I don't know. It was less than a year ago that it came on my horizon. And now I use it every day for our business and with my coaching and strategy clients to help them create compelling content. But you know what? I never want anyone to create crappy generic content. And this episode is all about how to make content that is purposeful, meaningful and excellent, but still using ChatGPT. My name is Rachel Claver, and I'm the host of Method Marketing and I'm excited to share with you today our guest Michelle Lang who is a social media marketer based in Canada who does exactly that. She takes her clients great long form content and uses ChatGPT to create amazing authentic in their own voice content across every type of possible thing that you could think of. It blew me away when I discovered what she was using it for, and I've definitely taken some of the things she's doing and started using them in my own marketing. So come and have a listen. I also share some of the things I'm doing with ChatGPT, which blew Michelle's mind. This is the ChatGPT practical episode. So listen in, learn, and then get creating. We don't want crappy AI content, but you can make it good. So let's get learning. Welcome, this is Mavit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Welcome to the Mapit Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Claver, and I'm really excited to have Michelle Lang with us today. I have been following and watching Michelle for quite some time. I really like the way that she's aligned to a lot of the things that I say, but also I love that because we live in completely different parts of the world. And one of the things that Michelle does, I love repurposing. I love repurposing content. But I'm just going to say that even though I consider myself pretty damn good at it, Michelle is the master of repurposing. Like some of the stuff she does, I'm like, damn, that was a good idea. Uh, She's a social media marketer and manager and based in Canada. And I am so excited to have her here today. Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much. And I will tell you the sentiment is exactly the same about how I feel about you. Every time I see something, I'm like, yes, that's me. I feel like we are aligned in so many ways. So thanks so much. It's been a long time coming. I'm I'm excited. It has been. And the cool thing is with the internet is you discover people that's like that are like you all around the world. Yeah. And are you I don't know if she had still your client, but one of your clients was hashtag um hash hashtag slayer. Hashtag Slayer, I was yeah. like, who, who I've had on the podcast before, who's amazing. Amazing. Awesome, awesome guy. Also a Canadian as well. Yes. Amazing. Yes. yes. Yeah. And just brilliant when it comes to understanding software and apps and all that fun stuff. And quite a lot of your clients are people who are the face of their business, aren't they? That's something I've noticed is you have quite a lot of people who are podcasters or bloggers or people that really are wanting to put their authentic message out, which is great. So tell us a little bit about you. How did you get into what you're doing? Yeah, I think I have a unique um, story that, you know, still, I still work on massaging and making sure that it sounds great. But I also realized that not making it sound great is also, that's okay too. Mm. So um, I've been a, a teacher for 23 years, a high school teacher, 23 years. And prior to the pandemic, I was, you know, trying to find something else to do because my kids were, 
um, getting older and involved in high level competitive sports, which are really, really expensive. Um, and it's really difficult to make ends meet when they're playing at that high level. And I just always felt like we were just scratching and scraping by. And so I started, you know, doing odd jobs to make extra money. Um, and then, uh, anyway, one of my, my friends who's a veterinarian, she said, Hey, I would love some help with our social media. You're so good at social media. Would you be able to help us? I said, sure. And you know, that would made it made me a few extra hundred dollars a month. Um, and then while I was doing that, I was learning and learning. And then I was getting really excited about it. I was like, wow, I'm actually really good at this. And, and it's actually fun. It's very, very similar to teaching where the government gets curriculum and they give it to a teacher. And then that teacher has to create all of these different mm. in front of all of these different types of learners in all different styles. It was very similar. I felt like it was almost identical. So um, I started doing that. And then the pandemic hit. And the pandemic hit, it offered me basically 16 hours a day to learn, research, listen to podcasts, read books. I took a couple courses um, and I really dove like head, head into marketing. And mm. I always had a love for marketing, but just didn't really have time for it. And so this actually gave me the time to do that. And from that, I started looking at my, maybe I could get another client now that the pandemic's on. Mm. Why don't I maybe see if I can get another client? Um, and my friend who was a veterinarian, they were so, so busy with all the dogs coming in and no help that they needed me to do their social media because they needed a lot of information to go out on social media. Mm. We're not face to face with the pet owners. So mm. I'm doing all of that communication for them. Um, so I learned a lot uh, from that um, and, you know, got paid pennies for it. Um, now I get paid like quadruple, actually five times that amount now for a client, which is great. Um, and so, yeah, from that, that spawned on more clients and it's just, it's been lovely. It's been great. And I still continue to learn and I absolutely love um, working with people and I love um, helping them get their messages out and try and reach their target audience mm. uh, through social media in, in a way that fits right them because I I really admire that you manage and do their social media because my first when I first started identified that's what I was going to do and after six weeks of managing someone's social I've lost interest because I need to I've realized I'm, I love coaching my clients like the ones I've got coaching but I don't like there is so much admin and marketing like there's the idea I think that's what people often don't realize is they freak out there's an area they freak out they're either great administrators and they can't come up with creative ideas or they're really creative, but hate the admin side. And it's a special, special person that can do both. Yeah. And I wouldn't say I'm that special person. I definitely have, I have an assistant who is really mm. great at the admin stuff and I am creative. She's actually really creative too, um, but she likes the admin stuff. I don't, yeah. I don't like No, that. it's the posting. Oh, oh, like get me away from that. Even graphics. I don't even like graphics either, but I love yeah. the ideas and I love seeing it all come together. But um, what's also interesting is that all of my clients, I found that over the last three years, I've really started to, I really identify who I like to work with mm. and who I don't want to work with. That's very good to learn. I think it's very liberating when you realize that there are people you don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and it feels good like I, I even like if I'm running an event sometimes someone I've interacted with someone during an event and I'll think 
yeah, no, if that, even if that person approaches me, that person isn't someone that's a fit. And it's not anything nasty about them. It's just I am not going to get the best work out of that person and they're not going to get the best work out of me. And knowing that's powerful. I, I like how you said that. Um, it's just not the right fit for you. And it's right. It's not, I might not be the right fit for them as well. Yes. I just know my personality and I know that, you know, I don't want someone to be texting me every single day asking no. things. I need people that are much, no. like people that can do things on their own and um, not worry or, or, or nitpick about little things and, and trust, right? Have trust that I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm doing the best thing I can for them as well, which is key. Yeah, I always say if you want someone that's gonna that you're gonna nitpick and overshare and check, you should just get an administrator or an admin person that you're actually just talking to, connecting. I, I one of the stories I tell is I worked for this premium ice cream brand here in New Zealand, and we used to have a thing where we could get a certain number of posts done in eight hours, which included the approval process, and it was quite a large number of posts. And with this particular client, we got four over the line in eight hours because they nitpicked every hashtag we use. They knew nothing about marketing either. They questioned, they wanted a reason for every hashtag. This is back when you did 30 hashtags. So this is like a lot of hashtags. They questioned the images, which they had supplied, and they wanted to change the wording. And we went back and forth until we ended up with the original wording. And they decided that was okay. And I'm like, this is a waste of your money. Like, I cannot justify this. And I do think that if you're wanting to outsource, you have to have a relationship where you can trust the person enough to get and you have to have an awareness enough too of what your brand voice is and then being able to articulate it to that person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not um, a, a fast process to be able to articulate no. that, you know, it usually takes, um, we just had a client actually today. So we started with her December was her first month. Um, and she, we noticed the last, you know, couple months, it's been hard to get her to approve her mm. posts and we just said, are you okay with us just going ahead and posting? She goes, you have really captured my voice, how I oh, talk. So we know, and we usually find that takes about four months. Um, I have a client of mine that um, uh, she's the sec second or third client I've gotten. I had, she's almost, almost three years now, but people will message her all the time and say like, oh my gosh, this post today just like just oh just got me like it was like you're talking right to me and she'll have to go to the post and see what it is and then she'll message me she's like nailed it like so she she says it's funny because she is she is a black woman and I yeah I, that's I, hilarious right yeah I'm woman behind her. <laughs> and, um, and no one really knows that right so that's awesome I love that now yeah. The reason I wanted to have you on here is because you are the queen of repurposing and you do use ChatGPT quite a lot to do this mm -hmm. as well. And, and I am big, like with my coaching clients, I'm always showing them how to do that. And one of the things that you and I both have in common is we are using still original source content uh, that either they, they've created or for you, it's your clients, as opposed to just creating generic schlock I would call it mm -hmm. on chat GPT um, one of my pet hates at the moment is if, when I see the word elevate in a landing page I'm like chat GPT, chat GPT. Chat GPT. you're right you're right you're not wrong <laughs> or an exclamation mark or a really stupid and that's why you should do blah 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 at the end because you're like that is definitely a chat GPT thing like no one actually says that mm -hmm. no and you know what's interesting about chat GPT just I know we're going to get into the questioning is that um, when you start the chats in chat GBT, if you go back into your original chat, so for me, I have like five clients and in those five clients, they all have their own chat. So th when I go into that chat, 
and I say, oh, I'm, I, I, you know, uh, this client, because, you know, they know, Chad yeah. and she knows, um, just finished a podcast and I'm going to put some information in here and I'd like, you know, you to tell me if there could be a series of tweets that could be created from this content with the same CTA that we've been using for the last month. And it will know that the CTA I've been using is directing them to their webinar. And I have a special way of doing that. And it will give them like, I, I like that. I don't have to do that every single time. Now, I just want to lift something up from here because this is something I've recently been doing with my clients or teach them to do. Is, so we have a format that I call the list of 10 content strategy side. And what we do is, is each client has 12 buckets of, of list of 10s. And I've been saying the same thing to them is go make a thread or a chat for each list of 10 and keep everything in your request in there. And one of the things I say, which I think you said something similar actually, is I'll say, using as much of my own words and phrases. And then it's sourcing from all the stuff I've said in the past or all the contents in the past, and it's going to sound more like me. Yeah, and it's staying in that, it's staying in that chat is what they call yes. it. Yes. And you can, you can label that chat, which allows yes. you to just go back in. And it's great because it's much more authentic because, again, I have different clients and I don't want them to have the same chat <laughs> no exactly and, and that's the thing that I've realized because I often use it to share with clients and how to do stuff and so I started saying this is for my client or something like that mm -hmm. in there so that chat knows that that's not my stuff mm -hmm. absolutely yes chat GBT knows I'm a social media marketer and this is client xyz yeah, yeah I really like that so let's take through um so you would start with do you normally do you write your clients blogs so we don't write our clients' blogs. Our clients do, do their own blogs, which is great because that's an awesome starting point. So we always mm. like to call it like, you know, big to small. So yes. I want, I want it, it, again, this is something that I wouldn't work with. I wouldn't work with someone that doesn't have, you know, some content. I wouldn't want to start with someone that has no content. I need to start with something. Yeah. So a blog, a podcast, a newsletter. I don't know if you've heard of Harrow before, which is called Help a Reporter Out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have two clients that do that so that they respond to that. Um, newsletters that um, or, or newspaper articles or media that they've been involved in. Um, a website, like any of that, we're going to start there. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, a blog is a great place to start. And I do have a client that does uh, two blog posts a month. So it's awesome. That's kind of the cornerstone of where we, where we start. And back in the day prior to GBT, I would take those, the, those blog posts and, and turn them into 25 pieces of content in, in one way or another. So it could be carousels, could be B-roll, could be um, text on screen with um, a question. It could be a series of stories. Um, it could be a reel. Uh, I could ask them to do a, a face to camera um, reel or TikTok, for example. But all of that came from that that one blog. Now that I have Chat GPT, I'm able to prompt it to give me scripts for face to camera TikToks or reel, mm. carousels, um, text on screen quotes, um, a series of tweets. What else do I try and do? Oh, memes. I actually really like that because I find memes are fun. Yeah, I got that idea from you actually as well. Like I saw you do that and I thought that was actually a really cool idea because memes, it can be quite tricky to come up with them. Mm. 
you know, it's hard to do it. I, I mean. agree with you. I, I find them very tricky. My, my assistant actually is brilliant at them. She can do them like that. And she can find a really good, like, picture, like a mm. pop culture picture. She'll be like, ooh, this will go really she good. Is she Gen Z? No. Yeah. She, no, she's, um, she's, so I'm 47 and she's 40. So what oh, she's doing great. She's right. Because I ask, I get my 17 year old quite often because I've been doing this carousel podcast uh, TikToks, which I'm loving. I did one today, which was like five ways quackers, which is a marsupial animal. It's like marketing. I'm freaking loving doing it. Do once a week, but I oh get my her, my you daughter. Yeah, that's so much fun. I did one like five reasons. Five reasons you don't have to show your face on camera. And that's things like you're on the witness protection program. Oh, um, so like, you know, <laughs> but she does the PowerPoint presentations for those because she does like these really cool animated ones that look that are so like not not what you're meant to do. You know, like they're just they're awesome. But she adds stuff to them that make me literally laugh and laugh. Like I did this one around how you've got to think like a spider, and then we did like five spiders you shouldn't be. And she the last one she did was Tom Holland. <laughs> It's just like, it had so many people going, I can't believe you don't like Tom Holland. Yeah. But it was just like those memes come like so much better to her. So I use her as my meme resource. I think that's great. But I I love the idea of using ChatGPT. So Mm -hmm. so take me through, like say I'd written a blog Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go into ChatGPT with my blog. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that people get really stuck on is, talking to jet gpt like they always quite surprised that i talk like i'm in a conversation and i'm like hey you know how are you <laughs> um here i am what what would you because you're saying it from the point of view that they are your client how do you set that up from that perspective exactly yeah so i pretty much do this almost every single day so i would say uh, my client and i'll give the client's name has written a blog that I'm going to provide this content in. I would like to create 10 social media posts Mm. using this blog. Can you please create three carousels, two text on screen with, you know, I will use B-roll on the back. Yeah. uh, Two memes. um, And then I will say anywhere between one and one and three um, quotes. Yeah. And do you do that all in the one yep. prompt? One, one wow. big prompt. One big prompt. Now that's that's the start. So this is where this is where it starts to get fun because it goes, yes, absolutely, I can. Um, and sometimes I've done it where I'm like, I want you to create it in a table with these headings. I didn't re- I didn't really find that it was as good. I I, I liked yeah. it more coming this way as opposed to going. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I start there and then I usually, you know, I'll sift through it and I'm, and I usually only like about 30% of it. So let okay, so me stop before you do that. That is where I think I, that business owners get stuck because I'm the same. I don't like a lot of it. A lot of it's crap, but if you don't know what good content looks like, you will think that it's all good. You have to know what good content looks like. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. a, again, another great point. You have to know. And um, again, I like about 25, 30% of it. And so from that, I'll say, okay, using carousel post suggestion number one above. Yeah. Can you please cr- recreate that carousel post in an ADA format, attention, interest, desire, yeah. awareness format? With the call to action of share with another X, Y, Z. Yeah. 
and it will do that. And I'll look at it. I'm like, excellent. Okay. So that is getting, it's getting closer at that point. Can I ask you a question again? Sorry. You, t you say excellent, don't you? Because I say excellent. I tell my, I tell GPT when I'm happy with it. Yes. I okay, cool. say excellent or thank you so much. I say thank you so much too. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you get, I love that you do that. So you choose one and then you go, can you please rec recreate this with the ADA format to kind of get that, that thing? And do you have to say ADA or can you, can you say ADA? Does it know what ADA means? It knows what ADA means. Okay, yeah. cool. And then with the call to action, then you give it the call to action you want. And then mm. you look through it and you're not 100% happy again. What would you do then? So, and again, I would say that's 50-50 still at that point yeah. if I'm happy with it. Um, so again, depending on the client, I would say something like, can you please, or, or I really like that. That's, that's, that's getting better. Can you please, um, recreate that with less words? Yeah. So a lot of times I find it very wordy oh, okay. and for carousels, we don't want a lot of words. Yeah. I find that too. So this is great. Yeah. Yes. And then usually the last thing depending on the client depend this is really depending on the client yeah. i have a client that does um she speaks in very high level language um and i feel like not a lot of people understand how she speaks mm. so i will say can you um can you explain that to a 10th grader yeah and then i find that it's better better terms that people would understand on social media i like that i think that's really so you're basically helping to to not dumb it down but simplify it well and and to give you some context so my 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 client is a doctor and she mm. provides medical aesthetics for for women uh, and men yeah. so she'll talk yeah. about these things that are going in the face or like i don't understand a sniff of what she's talking yes. about yeah and, she'll like write all this stuff and it'll be like this long. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Just tell yeah. me, is my, like, am I going to feel better? Am I going to like, is what, yeah. what am I going to have a reaction? That's what people like me, which I'm her, I would be her target audience would be looking for. I don't care the chemical name of X, Y, Z. I just don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. Well, they often have lots of jargon. Like I'm working with a beauty therapist at the moment and she'll say, where's like, um, cosmic use cosmic and and like these long words i'm like that is a very much an industry specific term but i don't know what that means yeah, yeah. We, and we don't care we don't care no, we don't care yeah, i just want to know that it works i want to know that it works i want to know that my downtime like my like i'm not gonna have a reaction i'm gonna feel great and blah 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 blah, blah, blah right yeah that is amazing and so you, this is the thing too so because some people often go, oh, well, if you're using ChatGPT, I will pay you less. Or if you're using ChatGPT, um, you know, it's, it's, I could do that. But, but you are showing this full discernment around how you're using it to tweak it and change it and modify it because you know what good looks like. I would say it doesn't save me time because I get going. So the other way before was that yes. I was doing it all from it and pulling and and it, it, I, I feel like it's the equivalent. I haven't haven't made up yeah. time. I can I tell you that. It, yeah. I've just been it's able brain to massage it a bit more. Yes. I feel like for me, it's not so much that it doesn't, it, it's it definitely, I still think I'm putting as much effort in when I'm using it. But I think what's happening is that brain capacity isn't being wasted on the physical searching through. I'm able to spend more time like really refining the message because I'm not having to waste through and hunt through for the quotes. I'm allowing ChatGPT to help that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I find that I can, I used to struggle writing captions, 
Um, and again, my assistant is brilliant for writing captions, yeah. but now because I have their words already, mm. I'm able to say, can you take this piece of content that now I've created from their blog? Can you create a small caption that has a hook? Yes. A, one sentence of value. And the call to action is this. And they're already using my client's words and, and, and yeah. voice. So I really, and then if I don't like it, I'll be like, can you be a little bit like more lighthearted or can you be a bit, um, I'd like this to be a little bit catchier or not so professional. Like I'll, I, so there's a lot yeah. of prompting that goes on. Yeah. And I think that people underestimate that how much that works yeah now one of the things that I was really surprised about so I used to be the New Zealand's most prolific tweeter and then no. I took it like I was the mo the top tweeter come like, on in New Zealand. and now I hardly ever use it what I didn't I know, know that about you yeah I was like I was in books like I was like and there was a book that was a release when Twitter was in its high point of like 365 tweets of the year or something like that and I was in that book like international book I was like so into Twitter and then I took two weeks off and no one noticed I was left I had left and I was like maybe Twitter is more important to me than it is actually to anything else so I kind of stopped and I actually um used chat GPT but I, I don't can you explain to me the Twitter three thing because we didn't I didn't use those back in the day so when you said that you ask it to do a Twitter thread what does that mean yeah like I would just I would ask it to do like if I had a carousel again, I'm just going back yeah. on what one of my clients would have, you know, my, my client had, you know, here are the green flags of dating, you know, instead of yes. red flags of dating. Um, and I wanted it to say, can you create a Twitter thread of the green flags of dating as a thread? And it will literally take just her, all of her green flags mm. and say, you know, you've heard about the red flags of dating. Now let me tell you about the green flags of dating. Us right. And then it just and and then a metrical because I did try it once. Basically, it will post them every twenty minutes or something like that afterwards. So it just creates a thread. It's very easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I hope you get us to do the beige flags, by the way, because it's really big on. Oh my gosh, I need to do the beige flags. Like every beige, but I feel like Rachel. Every beige flag I see, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> like how can I be all these beige flags yeah but beige flags are good right yeah 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 True. <laughs> True. it's okay as long as you're not not seeing yourself in the red flags we're right okay. I agree I agree <laughs> but I think that's kind of so so that is cool and then the other thing that you did when you're doing the carousel are you asking for image ideas as well or not okay no, I don't just using the design because I can do that on my own and I, mm. I find it just takes too much too much time for them to like type it out I'm yeah like, spit me out the Have the data do you do facebook ads no okay because i'll tell you one of the things i did is i find writing facebook ads for myself really exhausting like we we have a really amazing facebook person but she only does our client work and um and so i suddenly had to make one but i asked it i basically gave it a sales page and then said can you give me 10 facebook ads for this and suggest um images and some of the images were like totally way out. And I went, I'll use Canva AI to create these. And some of them have performed so well. Like no I've, I've, I've reduced my click-through rate 
um, 25% of what it originally cost by using their content. Because the thing was with me is I would often do three versions and this gave me 10 and I just went, I'll just do all 10 of them. Oh my God. So that really helped me. I would never in a million years have guessed that. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was really interesting. It's bad ads team to do that. Yeah. And actually, um, one of the other things I'll tell you, I think you might've done this as well, but um, one of the things I did um, is I ask it to give me 25 really engaging questions I can ask mm. to increase engagement on Facebook in my yeah. niche. Yeah, I, I love that that prompt for a variety of reasons. One, for Facebook. Two, for Instagram stories, for polls. Oh, multiple... Dan, I should use my Instagram stories. So polls and multiple choice. So what we try and do is we try and match up. So let's just say, um, I'll, I'll use an example again. We'll go back to my client that was talking about the, the green flags of dating. So we do yeah. a carousel post on that based on her blog. But in her stories that day, you know, maybe we ask a poll, like, have you ever heard of the green flags of dating? Poll, yes, no. Right? And yeah, then maybe cool. the next one is, you know, here, here are the, I just recently wrote a blog on the green flags of dating. We link it in there. Great. Mm. Awesome. Um, and maybe we share it. Maybe we share the post. Maybe we don't. We'll see about that point. But then say, you know, you could ask a multiple choice question. Be like, how many times have um, you been able to identify the green flags of your partner? Let's just say one over two, yeah, over three, whatever. You could do a multiple choice. Mm. And then you can lead them to like maybe an open-ended question. Um, I found that having that, like I used to do that before on my own, but now like chat GBT, I'm like, give me some ideas from this blog post for Instagram, multiple choice stories that I can. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And if I will it's say the noise, right. I think that's the thing that's so good with it is it's actually just removing, you still have to be strategically able to ask the right questions and know what's good and know that it fits but it's taking out that time of energy of having to come up with that initial idea. And I, you know, what I'm finding is that like you, probably 30 to 40% is good, but sometimes even just having that is enough for me to go and create the rest of it myself without using ChatGPT. It's just a starter. It's just a starting point. And ChatGPT is only good as the prompter. And then yeah. from that, like you said, you're massaging, you're stretching, you're building, um, and you're becoming a more refined product. It's mm. like a, you know, I guess a, a chef, the first time that they made their recipe, it's not great. They refine it, they come back and they come back. And it's, I feel the same way with ChatGPT. The more I use it, the better I get. And the better it gets too, because it keeps all of my data. It knows you. It knows you. So I've got a question about the quotes or some of the other products. So you have like a whole bunch of content coming out of it. What period of time would you use all of that content? Would you do it all in the same week or would you spread it across a month? Like yeah, what do you tend to do? That's that, that's an, like the, I probably get that question the most out of anything because I don't really think there is a right and I don't think there's a wrong yeah. answer to that. So I like to have theme weeks for my clients. I think it helps mm. them and it helps. That's what I used to do. Yeah. yeah. It helps us kind of stay on, on topic because um, that way they can, they know, especially if they're a, a, a client that does a lot of podcasts, we really focus on that podcast for that one yeah. week. So we, I, and I, I, I use this term backwards repurposing. So instead of repurposing forward, I repurpose backwards. So we're talking about it right now. I take the blog post, I do all the repurposing, but I do it in that moment, not 
not after I've posted it do I repurpose. Mm. I repurpose before I post. So I have a spreadsheet of these 25 posts, and some of them are the exact same post, right? So it could be a carousel, but maybe I've changed the graphic, okay? Or maybe I've just changed the headline instead of, you know, the three, you know, the best green flags of blah, 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 blah. I'm like, green flags you never knew about. Maybe I just changed the headline. That's it. Which again, chat GBT, thanks for giving me three more headlines that are the exact same. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you change that and you, maybe the, the everything is still the same. I, I do all of that content ahead of time. And then I focus in on like week by week. So what I do is that I then kind of plop it in and I make sure that the evergreen content mm. I've got spots for it. So if I sit there and look at the 12 month calendar, I'm sitting there going, okay, green flags week is second week of January, the third week of May and the first week of uh, October. That's what yeah, I really love that. And, and, and I will say as the weeks go on, Rachel, if, if, if there's something where I'm like, oh, wow, this post just went berserk like it's so yeah such a great post we need to figure out why did that post do so well what was it that this post why did it do so well um was it the hashtags was it people commenting was it the saves was it the shares what was it and then if that's the case and we see that then we want to maybe recreate that post again a little bit mm. sooner than we normally would have what I really like about this is I'm big on repeating as well. And I, as a, someone who finds content creation really easy, this is a weakness for me because I love the new and I've had to really learn that repeating is okay. And, and also repeating involves being organized. Like you say, having a spreadsheet where the content's in it. So you're not having to hunt back through your content to try and find it. You do have to be organized. Um, I have a spreadsheet and I have Notion. So both of those things can help do that. But I really like that idea. You know, I actually was doing weekly themes around my podcast and it was working really, really well. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I should say this on here. I've got a new podcast coming that I haven't announced to anyone. Um, But that one would work for this really well. And I'm thinking that that is a good idea. I think, I think that people do get stuck on worrying and let's just talk about repeating. A lot of my clients say they don't want to repeat because they don't want people to see the same content mm. more than once. But that's actually what we want them to do, right? Mm. So there's two things to that. Number one, um, that is a mindset shift that yes. your clients need to recognize. And I use this this as an example. Like this month in, in Canada, um, McDonald's has $1 um, ice cream cones. So the ads are on the radio station every day when I drive by, it's on their billboards. Anytime I go through the, their, their drive through to get anything else that's flashing at me. I don't get angry at McDonald's for no. saying the same thing over and over again. Actually, as a matter of fact, I've just bought myself a McDonald's ice cream. Um, so I don't get mad at them because they've said the same thing over and over again. We're business people. It's the marketing principle of saying the same thing over and over again. That also being said, the peop- when we put something on, we can't be so myopic to believe that everybody is going to see what we've put on. Yeah. Our, our ideal audience is really only seeing it, um, 20, 20% of our ideal audience is seeing it. And then to further that, 
we see, I can't remember how many um, pieces of uh, content we see a day. That's a massive amount. It's in the thousands. I think it's like 10,000 or 30,000 or something. It's huge. Yeah. You've got to break through that noise. And so to break through that noise, you need to create that content. And it does, it's not, and and put it this way. I have a client that, that I I think I've repurposed some of her stuff 25 times. I mean, it's the same content and never once has anyone ever said to her, Hey, we saw that before. I've had a couple of people who like, I've, I've got a couple of sayings like, you never killed a man with your face, you know, be a goat in a tree. Um, there's all these little things I've said. And people often say things like, I love this post. So the ones that are seeing it again often go, oh, familiar content. And I always think it's kind of like comedians. Like I saw something recently that said that comedians try and keep their content to be 80% the time, the same all the time and only try new content for 20%. And that you don't not go to a comedian because you go, oh, they're going to tell the same jokes. You get, oh, good, this is the joke. I'm already ready to laugh at this because I freaking love this joke. Yes. How many times do you watch the same movie because the actor? And and again, it's I love the 80-20 rule. So I have a friend of mine that says everything in life is 80-20. And you just said it. And I'm like, well, it's true, right? It kind of is like that. Yeah. yeah. We're 80% awesome and 20% really annoying. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Or is it the other way? No, it's not the other way around. It's definitely that way. <laughs> probably to other people who don't like me, I'm probably 80% annoying and 20% charming. No, but, you know, it's going to count. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Now, tell me about the memes. When you get the memes ideas, do you have to tell them what sort of image you'd use with that? Or do you ha- No. No, I don't want any image suggestions from ChatGBT at all because I usually have the idea in my head. So... Yeah. Um, one of my clients, we'll go back to the client we were just talking about. She was saying that our, uh, her, the title of her blog was, um, if you, are you Googling, um, is my boyfriend gaslighting me? That was what her, the title of her blog was. And I thought, oh, this would be so funny. Like having like a girl in front of a, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what are those balls that? Uh, the fortune telling balls, the mirror, yeah, those ones, yeah, yeah, whatever they're called, the glass, yeah, like a glass ball or whatever, yeah, and um, you know, you know, with the what would be a great caption for that, and so I put that in there, you know, I said with using this Mm. this content, I I see a meme where a girl is in front of, you know, this crystal ball, googling to see if her boyfriend's gaslighting her. What would be a good saying for the top of that? So give me three options. And it gave me the three options. I picked one of them. And I don't know if that post is out right now, but I should probably look and see if that post is out right now because it was funny. I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, that is funny. So with the memes, you might have a picture in your head of what the what this, the picture's going to be like, and then you're asking for a funny meme for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Absolute yeah. gold. No, absolute Oh, I am going to try this this week. Yeah, try it. Say, like, I'm, I would like to do a meme, create a meme that, like, here's. Oh, my gosh, this is funny. Look at this one. Your partner trying to read your mind. Oh, I guess so that's awesome. Right? Like, I love that. And and that came from one of her blog posts saying, like, is your partner trying? Do you think your partner can read your mind? Um, And I thought, okay, this is kind of funny. I'm like. We've got someone that's like kind of scared going, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they said, yeah, is, you know, this is your partner trying to read your mind. And then again, her content is in the caption. 
Yeah, I love that. So with the content and the caption, you're asking it, do you give it a hook or are you allowing it to find its own hook? Well, you know, I try and already have a hook that I want them to yeah. use. But if I if I'm struggling to get a hook, like what do I want? What's the goal of that particular piece of content? Like maybe in that particular piece of content, stop trying to get stop trying to think your partner knows what you're thinking. Mm, like big yeah. bold. Maybe maybe that sucks as 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 a hook. So I might say, can, do you have any other ideas for this? Something that sound better. I like that. I, I will tell you the other day, I was trying to get it to do, I, I've been doing a thing where I'm going, okay, I want to have a lead generation and then like a short little video and then like a webinar, you know, the old thing. Um, but I, so I asked it to kind of create that stuff and then it came back with a lead generation thing and I went, I really like that. But what about if I switched it to this sentence and made it this and just asked it and it went, oh, really great thinking. I really like your response there. And I was like, oh, ChatGPT likes the way my brain works. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you know, it's funny that you say the lead gen, right? Like top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of, bottom of funnel. See, that's when you can get really interesting to say, I'm looking for more lead gen versus I'm looking for, you know, consideration type posts, or I'm yeah. looking to convert these people. I need a post that's going to convert the people that are sitting on the fence. And so you can really use that language to say, I'm looking for an emotional um, piece of content um, that will convert my buyers to buy my course using this piece of content. I love that. Um, I will actually tell you something I did with, because you don't do Facebook ads, you wouldn't have done it. I did this with Facebook ads where I said, here are the different segments of my Facebook ad funnel. This is the, this is for a product for a client. This is the product. Write me a three versions of ads for each section so that I have different different content and it was really interesting just to watch the way that the, the language changed over that funnel and to me I find that that's really useful I, I also personally use it quite often if I see an amazing piece of content I ask ChatGPT to make me a template of what how they wrote it that's brilliant yeah I've so never like, done that that is brilliant yeah. It's really cool. I did. I've got a couple of people I follow where I get the emails because they're really excellent. And I go, actually, I, you know, I rate myself as an email writer, but I'll read it and go, what, what was it that made me want to buy from them when they're not even really what I want? And so I went and asked ChatGPT, can you, can you basically tell me what the template is? And sometimes it doesn't get it right. And I've got to go back and say, no, I don't want you to rewrite this. I want you to create me a template so that any industry could use the same template. And they'll give it to me like a laid back template. It's amazing. And the other thing I've been doing with it, which um, might help your clients as opposed to what you're doing, but would also help you, is I've been going and getting my landing pages for my offers and going, hey, this is my landing page. I get about a you know 1% or 2% conversion rate with this, but I think I could add things in it to it to make it better. What would you recommend? And it comes back with recommendations. And then I'll say, great, can you please now rewrite it using my style and voice and create oh it Oh my me? gosh, that is brilliant. I have a client that's just redoing a freebie. And so the landing page, this yeah. is brilliant. Oh my God. I can't it's so helpful. No, because I want to actually listen to this again. I know. It's because it's honestly, it's really made a difference to me because the thing that's, I, that has happened while doing that 
as I've said, cool, now that you've done that, can you tell me if I was writing one again, what I need to be looking out for in the way I write to improve myself the next time? So I'm using it a little bit as professional development just to kind of give an ethos. So this is really helping me. You know, I've been, I'm like here, you know, this is my job. And I've been content writing for over 20 years. So I get a bit sloppy around just trusting my own style. And so doing this is helping me step out of that. And what I've really liked is a couple of times it says, these three sections, they're perfect. You don't have to change anything in those sections. This was the only part that you had to change. And so for me, that has also made me feel like, oh, cool. I am getting it right. I just need to tweak it a bit. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I've never done that and I will be doing that. I never even thought of doing recommendations and can you help me? Oh, Oh, and I've got one more for you, actually. This is enough. This is one that is a brainwave for me. I am a typo queen. I am terrible with typos. So now what I do is I write my weekly substack and I write it and then I copy and paste it into ChatGPT and say, can you please spell check this for me and correct it for grammatical errors? Oh and my it God. does it like that. Brilliant. Isn't that cool? Oh my God. I just love ChatGPT. I love it. I had, I used it the other day for a friend of mine who was applying for something and they had a reference, not a reference letter, a cover letter. And they gave it to me and I was like, yeah, this is good, but it could be better. They're like, how could it be better? I'm like, watch, put it in a chat GBT. Yeah. I'm like, can we provide some more context to for, to for some of the examples? Because they're applying for this job. Yeah. He looked at it. He goes, oh my God, this is unbelievable. This is way better than the one I wrote, but it was still using his words and the yeah. way he wrote. It didn't change it. I just provide more context. Yeah, I've got Gen Z kids who don't want to use it, and but two of them are autistic, and one of them struggles to put things on paper, and I just wish that she would start to use it without being scared of it mm. because I do think that's where it benefits. You can put your structure in, and then it will just refine it for you. Mm. And I want to clarify again, both of us have said we're not using it for source content. No. We're using good source Original content first. Content original content first and then you modify neither of us feel comfortable I think saying as marketers that you should be using it for your source content or to write a book in an hour or the rubbish stuff that's going on you start with good content first either from audible stuff that's been transcribed or through a blog yeah agreed or whatever Mm -hmm. um this has been amazing i've really loved having you on and i like that i could share something with you because i do consider you to be the chat gpt queen when it comes to social well this has been great i learned stuff too and i've just had so much fun i was looking forward to this for a long time so i i appreciate it if people do want to get hold of you um, do you work with people outside of canada yep yeah i work with people all over yeah Awesome. So if you sound, if you think that Michelle sounds like your sort of person, how would they get hold of you? Yeah, I, I think the, the easiest way is through my email, Michelle Lang Inc. at gmail.com or through Instagram, Michelle Lang Inc. on Instagram and TikTok, Michelle Lang Inc. as well. Um, I actually have a funny TikTok that I, I do as well. It's called the Over 40 Winos, which is my, my <laughs> uh, TikTok where I really like to have fun. Um, so if you're an over 40 mom that enjoys wine, um, and you've got children, um, you probably will will find uh, that to be quite humorous um, and relatable. But, um, you know, nowadays I'm providing more strategy for, for clients. You know, I'm full for my clients that I have. So I do one-off strategies and consultation calls, which seems to be the best yeah. way right now for me to ensure that, you know, I'm meeting the needs of the clients that I have. Perfect. 
Thank you so much yes. for being on the show. It's been wonderful. Yeah, that's great. Thanks yeah, so much, Rachel. Yeah, and, and it's Friday for you right now. So it is. I'm actually, full disclosure, at one o'clock, I have my, I have every three weeks, I have a facial and I lie there. I do it on a Friday afternoon. But unfortunately, I booked like a podcast after that because normally I'm like, that's it for me. So I mean, I'm excited about it, but I. But then you got a podcast <laughs> after. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was yeah. great seeing you, Rachel. It was good to see you. Thanks. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Bye-bye. I gave all the things that Michelle shared with a really good go. Uh, one of the things that I found was that I needed to do each one of those different tasks that she put in there separately to get better results for me, but maybe it was just the way that I created it. So have a play, have a go. Make sure you're not settling for content that you know you wouldn't be proud to put your name against. Even if it's quick, it's pointless if it doesn't feel like it's authentically you. And make sure you do exactly what Michelle and I did don't go creating long-form content in ChatGPT and then using that for your authentic content. Take the time to create a brand voice. Take the time to work with someone like me or Michelle or other people to get a really clear strategy around what you're meant to be doing. Understand who your ideal customers are, what you're trying to say to them, and how you are best authentically showing yourself, and then use ChatGPT. All right? That's important. Right. Get going with the ChatGPT, and I'll be back next week with you. Oh, and if you are in New Zealand and you'd like to come to one of my free content workshops where we learn how to do that content strategy, you can do that. They're free, only three hours of your time all around New Zealand, and there's one, a sneaky one, online too. Just go to Eventbrite and search under Identify Marketing to find them. I'd love to see you. And if you come from this podcast, come up and tell me. I'll get a little bit embarrassed and weird about it, but I'll inside, I'll be smiling so so big have a great week if you love what you heard today be sure to hit subscribe and if you love this episode in particular i'd love it if you shared it on social media remember to tag me in so i can say thank you have a great week and we'll talk soon